Welcome to the Three Point Stance Podcast with your host, Dave Whipke. Welcome to the week one preview of the Three Point Stance. I'm Dave Whipke, and we are rolling into September. August has come and gone. Fall camp has come and gone. Week zero has come and gone. The first day of school for high school athletes have come and gone. Summer, for the most part, has come and gone. We're going into week one of the high school football season in Whippeal. And let's get right to it. We're going to start off in Washington. The Prexies will be hosting the Clareton Bears Friday night at Wash High Stadium. The Prexies coming into this game off a 49-20 win last week at Manesson. While Clareton fell 28 to nothing at home at Neil C. Brown Stadium to PIAA Class AA finalist Westinghouse. The Bears were in that game in the first half. They only trailed 8 nothing at halftime. They just didn't have enough depth or manpower to uh, overcome a very, very powerful Westinghouse team in the Pittsburgh City League. As I said earlier, they fell 28 to nothing at home. The Prexies last week in a battle. Tied at 14 against the Greyhounds until a couple of big plays got that ball game under control for Washington. Reuben Gordon helping to snuff out a fake punt. The Prexies got the ball at the 8 midway through the second quarter. And one play later, Reuben Gordon was in the end zone. Touchdown, 21-14. Ensuing possession, the Greyhounds fumble. Washington recovers. Reuben Gordon scores again. 30 yards out, 28-14. Pretty much game, set, and match. For the Prexies, Washington will be leaning on the likes of Gordon, Eddie Lewis, Treshawn Porter, Xavier Willis, all veterans, all with big play capability. Caden Cook joined the party for Washington last week. He scored two second-half touchdowns. One of them was a 43-yard pick six to help seal the deal. On the other side of the field will be Clareton, a perennial single-A power. Tyler Boyd, Cincinnati Bengal receiver, you know him, late of Pitt, Clareton alum, Lamont Wade, Played four years at Penn State. Aaron Matthews played receiver at Pitt. So the Bears are no stranger to putting players into college football. Some even make it to the pros. They didn't quite have the Clareton Bear type season last year. They went six and six overall, although they did go five and one in Eastern Conference playing single A. They made it to the Whippeal quarters, uh, but not exactly a gold standard season for them. They like to end their season. The Whippeal side of the ledger at Heinz, oh, sorry, Akrasher Stadium, no longer Heinz Field. Sorry about that. But that's where they typically end up. That place is usually their birth rate come November. They also tend to make it to the state finals. They haven't been there in a while. Perhaps this year they may go back in single A. They'll be led by Drahir Sear Jones, Dante Wright, Michael Ruffin, that backfield trio combined for 18 touchdowns last year. Senior quarterback Michael Wright, he's got a big boy to throw out to. Zamir Correll, six foot five. So if you're going to this game, you'll be seeing uh, a rather tall drink of water taking a feel for Clareton. Big target. Should be a tough test for Washington. These two schools have hooked up before for some memorable contests. I expect this one to be just the same. We're going to bump up the Class 6A action. The Canada McMillan Big Macs. They'll be taken to the road. Last week they went to Penn Trafford. This week they're going north on I-79 to Wexford to take on the North Allegheny Tigers, a team that ended their season last year. 7-0 in the first round of the 6A playoffs. 
in a monsoon. But Cannon Mac is looking to avenge that game. They got off to a great start last week. Traveled to Penn Trafford. Took care of the Warriors. Winning 14 to nothing. Gino Calgaro. What a monster game he had. 17 solo tackles. He will probably finish his college career with at least 300. I would not be surprised if he gets up north of 320. Jaden Baxter, big play. They get the party started for them. Scoop and score from 93 yards out as the Canamac defense shown all night. Their second goal line stand set up a Zach Welsh 93-yard touchdown run with about a minute 45 to go. Made it 14-0. That's all the Big Macs would need. They avenged last year's loss to Penn Trafford at home. Now they're going to look to avenge a loss to North Allegheny in the playoffs. As you may know, North Allegheny was the Whippeal 6A champs. It's their fifth Whippeal championship overall. They look to add to their trophy case in 2023. North Allegheny last week took care of uh, Alderdice, the Pittsburgh City League, 61 to nothing. They'll be, lead, be led offensively by Logan Kushner, who threw for nearly 2,900 yards and 27 touchdowns last year. 12 total starters are back for this team. Tyree Alu-Alu, he'll be uh, playing running back and linebacker for the Tigers. If the name Alu-Alu sounds familiar, it should if you're a Steelers fan. Tyson Alu-Alu was a nose guard for the Steelers, is now retired. His son is uh, lighting it up for North Allegheny. Curran Boyd, he's getting some Division I attention at receiver and corner. And as you can well imagine, North Allegheny is strong on both sides of the line of scrimmage, both offensively and defensive lines. All in all, this is a typical Art Walker Jr. team. Going to make a bold prediction here. I think Canamac wins this game. I think Mike Evans, a quarterback, and his dad, the coach, I think they're ready to go next level. And this would definitely send shockwaves throughout much of the Whippeal. Not so much around here. Not in Washington County. I would not be surprised if Canamac wins this game. In fact, I borderline expect it. So good luck to uh, the Big Macs and Coach Evans and all the Big Mac uh, folks that are making a trek north, the band and everybody. Should be a tremendous contest. Let's move down to AA, a program we have yet to touch base on. That's Burgettstown, the Blue Devils. They'll be uh, in Week 1 action. They scrimmaged last week. They did not play a Week 0 game. They will be at Hill Memorial Stadium for their season opener. Coach Mark Druga is back after two years away from the sideline. Between 2015 and 2020, Druga was a coach, and he was pretty successful. They finished 38-21 and 21 during that span. They're going to be a defensive-based team, defensively-based team. Look for Brody Kozior, Rudy Brown, and Teddy Gray to lead the way on defense from outside linebacker, middle linebacker, and nose guard respectively. I'm going to call them the Bermuda Triangle. Much like the Buffalo Bills defense of the early 80s when you had Big Fred Smurless in the middle at nose guard and you had Jim Hazlitt and Shane Nelson at linebacker. Hence the name the Bermuda Triangle. If you went in there, you disappeared. And a lot of ball carriers disappeared when they ventured in that middle. Kujor will also take snaps at quarterback on offense. Brown's expected to carry load in the backfield as a running back and look for Ron McMurray and Zach Schrockman to play big roles at receiver. A veteran offensive line will lead the way. Burgestown always, always tough, especially at home. One of my favorite places to go cover and watch a game. The community comes out. It's small town, western Pennsylvania football at its best. Beth Center looking to come in and spoil the party. They lost last week, 41-20 against Riverview. But Coach Tony Rusuto usually has a pretty solid program there. 
and they're looking to get back in the postseason after missing out last year. They'll be led by Ethan Varesco, expected to carry the load in the backfield, 5'10", 195 pounds. Tegan Veach will give him a layer of explosiveness at receiver, also uh, in the special teams. Had a 73-yard kick return last week for a touchdown. And they will look, look to get back on the winning track. Other contests. We got 6A versus 5A. Peters Township of 5A will be hosting Seneca Valley as 6A. As the Indians will be coming down from the Cranberry Mars area, Seven Fields area I should say. They fell last week to Penn Hills and quarterback Julian Duggar, the pit recruit, 33-20. They're going to be taking on a very, very tough Peters Township ball club. Saw them last week. Took care of Fox Chapel, 35-0. Nolan DeLuccio looking to continue his hot start to the season. Threw two touchdowns last week. And the Indians' defense was dominant. Their pass rush was sensational. Eight sacks. They get half those going forward each game. They're going to be just fine. Defensively. Seneca Valley, though, missing out in the playoffs last year by one game. Looking to get back into the postseason in 6A. They'll be led by quarterback Sean O'Shea, who started four games as a sophomore in 2021. Jaden Price, receiver, defensive back, has been receiving some college attention from the Division I level. He's going to be someone to look out for as Peters Township looks to go 2 0, and Seneca Valley looks to square their record off at 1 1. Moving back down to single A, Maple Town will be crossing the Monongahela River to Fayette County to take on Frazier and the Commodores. This will be the second road contest for the Maples last week. They took care of Avella. They were down early, but they came back in 129-12. Quarterback A.J. Venata threw two touchdowns, ran for another, and Mapletown looks to keep the good feelings going off of last year's 11-1 record. Looking to show more balance than they did last year. Landon Stevenson was the show. Now he's a Waynesburg Yellow Jacket. He was all everything last year for him. Mapletown's going to have to find other ways to score, and they consider they passed the test last week. And Frazier, always tough at home. Waynesburg at Jefferson Morgan. This game is very, very interesting just for a simple fact. Both teams had less than good seasons in 2022. Waynesburg especially, they were 0 for, went 0 and 10. But they really got off the uh, off the schneid last week. They said 2022, and eh, that's in the past, doesn't matter. What matters is now. And now brought them a 35-0 win over Carmichael's on the road. Junior quarterback Jake Stevenson off an elbow injury, starting his first game since 2021. Completed 13 of 17 throws for 175 yards and two scores. He also took to the ground 13 times for 102 yards and a touchdown. Last year had an elbow injury, had a growth plate, um, was separated due to overuse and throwing the football and playing in uh, baseball in the summer and spring. And that was a big factor in Waynesburg going over last year. That's not happening this year. They got one win. I expect to get them to get more. Good feels feel good story out of Greene County. And Jefferson Morgan also last year not so hot. This year pretty darn hot. Defeated Chartiers Houston 42 to 30. They said, "Well, now nah, we ain't throwing the ball this game. We're going to run it." And they scored all six of their touchdowns on the ground. Colin Biscagula scored three, while Houston Guzman chipped in with two. 
Double A versus single A in Greene County. Should be a tremendous ball game. And finally, we're looking at Carmichael's visiting Fort Cherry. And the Matt Sieg Show will continue to roll on after last week. 42-6 win over Northgate. Mr. Sieg ran for three scores, threw for another, and he had 266 yards of total offense. Jim Gary Stadium will be alive as football fever is alive and well in Fort Cherry where Marvin Lewis and Marty Schottenheimer got their start. Carmichael's again coming off a 35-0 loss to Waynesburger. We'll look to play spoiler. So there you have it. Labor Day weekend is here. Three-day weekend. Tremendous way to start it off by checking out some high school football in western Pennsylvania as summer gives way to fall. This has been the Three Point Stance.